0: Welcome to Training Room Talk, where we discuss all things performance, rehab, and education.
1: Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Training Room Talk. I'm Dr. John Herding here with Dr. Ray Carr.
2: How's everyone doing today?
1: Coach Rob Rabina? What's going on? And Dr. Nick Perigini. checking in. What's up, guys? Today, we're going to talk about what is and what isn't physical therapy. Um, we all have our different opinions on physical therapy, and, and quite frankly, if you asked the a physical therapist what physical therapy is, or if you ask 10 different physical therapy therapists what physical therapy is, you'd probably get 10 different answers because it's such a, a broad range of skills and settings and... Um, So what we'll speak to today is what is physical therapy or what should it be, what it isn't in an outpatient orthopedic setting because that is most what we're familiar with. Um, So the settings where you might get prescribed PT from a doctor, you're living at home, you go into a clinic that's freestanding, you get treatment, and you go home for the night. Um, That's what we're most well versed with. Um, so let's, let's just shoot from the hip guys What do you think um, Let's start with what physica- physical therapy Should be in this outpatient orthopedic setting
2: I'll start it off uh, So to me um, I mean two of like Things that sit atop PT Are building relationships And I would say Problem solving skills Honestly, I mean everyone comes to us with cases With problems right and I feel like sometimes not to go about not to go to what physical therapy isn't yet, but I just feel like sometimes that problem solving piece and really diving into patient cases is missed. Um, and to me, I mean, I feel like that's paramount. I mean, that's what we preach to our students um, and that's what we do in our clinic. Um, so I would start with those two at the top of my list.
3: Yeah, I'll, I mean, I'll, I'll dive right in on that and build off of uh, what you said there, Ray. You know, I think with physical therapy for me, it's you have an individualized game plan that is, you know, based off of um, the person's, you know, chief complaints, um, their goals, you know, where they're currently at, and being able to basically evaluate where they're currently at and then see the finish line, see, um, you know, see the end and know how to take the steps to get that person there, um, and that's going to be through a great plan of care. It's going to be through, uh, like you said, right, building trust and building a great, you know, relationship with, with that person, um, and basically showing them how to get there and guiding them, you know, to where they need to be.
2: I also think just in that problem-solving piece, like finding the origin of what's going on. Like even if you're at a high-volume clinic. Um, and you're seeing total knees and total hips, like why not dive into that case and find out like, all right, what led to this total knee to this hip falling and degenerating? Like, you know, um, I just think if unless we're going to the root of the issue, like ultimately, you know,
3: we're going to keep going in circles yeah. with that person. and you know. Yeah. And I, I think through that, through that process of physical therapy, part of it is that, you know, you're getting someone to discover a lot about themselves Right. You're, you're having them discover their own body, how it operates, how it functions and, you know, empower, empowering them with tools to be able to do things on their own, to be able to feel sense, you know, move differently, potentially um, so that they have some ownership over their body um, and over, you know, the pain that they may be experiencing.
0: I think I see this a lot because sometimes I'll get asked. Rob, what do you do for a living? Oh, just transitioning coach. like, oh, so you're a physical therapist?
1: No. Not I got that therapist. yesterday from a patient. Yeah. She's like, my trainer's a physical therapist. No, he's not.
0: So, you know, I get that a lot. People just don't really know what physical therapy is. They think it's exercise, training, or, you know, they think the other end, or it's just like soft, soft, soft yeah. training.
3: Bird dogs and Yeah, eyes. they think
0: it's just soft training. Yeah. Um, so, uh, you know, how I like to distinguish it and someone asks me what a physical therapy setting is or what physical therapists do, um, I try to keep it as simple as possible for most people and just say they work with people who are in pain, trying to get out of pain through various methods of exercise and tissue stress and proper loading. Yep. I mean, that's pretty much that's great, that's pretty much what you guys do we to simplify your years of schooling and knowledge and, <laughs> and mm-hmm. breadth of knowledge. but um, you know, I, I think I think physical therapists are, you know, definitely uh, different than other similar fields. You know, they're different than strength coaches. They're different than um, chiropractors. They're, you know, very niched in what they do, which is which is helping people get out of pain, move better, feel better, and complete any life activity that they're trying to complete.
1: So I think. I agree with everything you guys have said I think we're stress managers I think we're we're stress managers that have to be able to teach and relay information to patients for lasting results right and I think so much of being a stress manager is thinking critically um, introducing load as appropriate whether it's physical or psychological or or whatever But I think, unfortunately, not to get ahead of ourselves, but that doesn't happen enough, is understanding how to manage stress, how to manage load, how to relay information to someone so that they understand, depending on how they learn in the process. Um, And I think there there's many, many, many reasons for that. but I I think at its core we are we have to be a lot of things, but most importantly we have to know how to manage stress and relay information through teaching to our patients and clients.
3: Yeah, I would I I love that, John. Um, you know, I think what you're mentioning there for you know relaying and communicating and teaching, you know, those are the things that you know where you are kind of like the extra mile you know i don't think we think of it as going to extra and above but what what that little piece there is doing it's like we're not just fixers right we're not just kind of like a mechanic it's it's also there's this teaching standpoint where for long term success there needs to be this kind of buy-in as well and ownership on the on the patient standpoint and that's kind of what we want to create from the beginning right is that it's not just uh Hey, I'm telling you this, or I'm doing this to you. But like you said, if like long-term success or long-term results, we need to be able to effectively get our message across and have that be, you know, understood. And
1: you know. and, and it, it's a huge pet peeve of mine when you know I have conversations like this almost on a weekly basis. Is you know when you ask someone what their perception of physical therapy is, it it's stretching and table-based exercises, and that. Should be so far from the truth, like soft, if, right? Soft, like they they expect hamstring stretches and bridges and clamshells, um, but you know, to me, that's so far from what a physical therapist could be, and that just that tells me that if they've had that experience, um, yes, those exercises may be appropriate at certain times for certain populations, but you should get away from those as quickly as possible um, for maximum benefit. So. Um, to me, that just says, okay, maybe they're in a physical therapy setting where the therapist was maybe overworked or complacent, partly maybe because they're overworked. But um, I wish that they would have had a different experience to truly understand um, their breadth of knowledge that physical therapists have and to understand what they truly do as a profession.
2: Yeah, I know, like, even, like, a personal like personal story, like, my own father— 61 years old just to give you a little image could still do 315 double-digit times on the bench has not been back to physical therapy because He went to you know another clinic around around the area when I was in physical therapy school and They, they had him do bridges straight leg raises um, And he actually got up and walked out uh, And you know, I mean that that hurt me because I'm sitting there in school and like, you know, to see him, like, you know, I mean, it's just, it was bad that PT was portrayed to him that way. And I'm, I'm glad that since that time, I've been able to, to change that opinion. But, um, you know, and to also speak what you were talking about, Nick, about how it being like a lifelong thing. I think, you know, I mentioned relationships earlier. And I know me and John have had this talk about how we don't really discharge people. Like your primary care doesn't discharge you. I feel like that physical therapy, that client, that, you know, therapist-patient relationship should be like lifelong, and it should be ongoing. Um, and I think that's for the better, and then also relationships with coaches and communicating with athletic trainers. I feel like that's pivotal as well, um, and I feel like that's all part of the profession too.
1: So, so that just comes back to load management with your father, like understanding where he's coming from, where he needs to get back to, and knowing that this is a strong guy. Are are those specific exercises really what he needs to get back to? Doing what he's doing. hundred percent. Right?
3: Yeah. Um, I think what, where we kind of get frustrated sometimes when we, you know, hear about, you know, either friends or family that have gone to physical therapy and kind of said, yeah, it didn't really work for me, is that, you know, it's not as individualized as one would hope. Right? And I think all of us, we, we, t- we take our times or, you know, invent it, giving the right exercise at the right time. You know for that person and also in addition giving advice on other things outside of just the exercises and having that person realize that you know just the one hour that you're in the physical therapy clinic in that day you know is, is only part of the battle and being able to address you know other life factors and, and things like sleep other lifestyle factors are all things that you know we're talking about or at least bringing up in our in our conversations and you know that that kind of shows um, how we you know look at at the body and it's not just you know a bag of you know bones and and, and muscle
1: so you guys both kind of bring up the the analogy that I use a ton um like your father tried physical therapy hasn't been back because he had a bad experience you you have friends and family the same Nick if you've been to an Italian restaurant and had a bad meal does that mean you're never going to go back to another Italian restaurant because you had a bad meal at a certain restaurant, right? And this goes across all professions. If you go to a physical therapist, not all physical therapists are the same. So why would you preclude going to physical therapy because you had a bad experience somewhere else? Same thing with the chiropractor. You have to find the right professions, the right professionals in any profession. Um, It could be your financial planner. If he lost you a ton of money, are you not going to use a financial planner again? Right? So I think you just have to find the right people that can give you what you need at any time. Right. So that brings us to what physical therapy is not. What do you guys think?
2: I would say it's not a sedentary piece. I think I think as therapists we want to keep people moving like we don't want to promote sedentary lifestyle. So get people off the table, get people moving. Um, like, get away from the open chain stuff as quickly as you can. Uh, like the only time I really I mean, bridges clamshells, I mean, like, like bed mobility in my opinion for the most part to a certain degree so uh yeah i would say it's you know it shouldn't be sedentary like and i feel like too many times people walk in the clinics and yeah you see people lined up on the tables so i I would say i would hope
0: it's not that i definitely don't think it's a spot where people can improve high level fitness qualities and sporting uh skills
1: because that's your job yeah what about when we're what about what about when we're kind of melting the two together and when well, that's, we're cleaning that's up different. that's different and and we're cleaning up holes that hopefully improve performance
0: right i mean that's, that's the continuum. i agree with that
1: <laughs> what what i would high say high level high level i said yeah. it's it's not i mean maybe <laughs> for for some patients it is but it's not complacency and just going into a cookie cutter program where you walk in and you see the you know, the other three people in the clinic going through the same, you know, cookie-cutter exercises that you're going through, right? I think if you're, if y- y- you know, if you're seeing people doing the exact same thing as you, like, where's the critical thinking? Where's the um, individualized, specific exercises to your needs? Where's the getting down into the nitty-gritty of of why your hip had arthritis so bad that you needed a hip replacement? So I think if you're... Um, in a clinic and you're seeing everybody's just doing the same thing and and therapists are really just there to talk and keep you company like i th- i think that's not what physical therapy should be
3: yeah yeah i think it's it's not a it's not a one way street it, it it can't be just pt gives you this pt tells you that um, there needs to be some kind of challenge there needs to be some kind of you know um, independence involved in the plan of care where the patient is taking some kind of ownership and taking some kind of role where they're being challenged and, and being forced to adapt in some kind of way either that's from a you know mental standpoint or from a physiological standpoint um, or from a movement standpoint
1: right physical therapy should challenge you to change you so that you can have a better life and a better pain-free life a better quality of life um, and if you feel like it's not doing that then find another physical therapist
3: yeah and I think it's also you know that that's hard right it's hard to be challenged and it's not it's not comfortable a lot of times and to as a patient you know you kind of have to be you have to be ready for change right you have to you have to acknowledge that something has to change especially if it's something that's been going on for a while and it's more chronic in nature and that's where you know physical therapists kind of need to guide you
0: What do you guys think is the number one reason why other physical therapy programs fail for certain athletes and clients?
1: Maybe a lack of understanding of load. How to load a person based on how they're coming in, where they're trying to get to, um, and then having your progressions of load to make sure that they can perform the activities they want to perform.
3: Yeah, I don't think there's a lot of progression. Right? I think a lot of times you're given an exercise, and that's kind of the exercise that you're going to do every time that you, that you walk in, and there's no progressive adaptation, you know, either from just a, again, from a physiological standpoint, from a, a neuromuscular recruitment standpoint, motor control standpoint. It's just that's the exercise. It's going to do what it does, and that's kind of what you get. Just stick to the plan.
1: You brought that up, too. Physical therapy is not performing your home exercise program every time you come into the clinic they're stealing your money if that happens if they gave you this if you're doing the same exercises in the clinic that you're doing at home you need to you need to talk, have, a, have a talk with your therapist yeah that's bad. it happens it happens more All than you time. think that's bad yeah I, th- I
2: think the load is is huge I mean uh, just was being told a story the other day um, how you know everyone at this one PT clinic was pretty much doing three by tens, but really ultimately everyone just does 30 in a row, you know, and I know you guys have probably seen that in the past maybe. Uh, and I know I surely have when I was an aide at different places and yeah, I mean, is that, is the load really appropriate if you're prescribing three by 10, but all your patients are just doing 30 reps in a row is your load really appropriate. And
3: you, know? you and you know, if you're calling that strengthening, you're lying. Soft, yeah. Like, so right. Like, in, cause you can reach muscle fatigue, right and it, you're not you're not actually going to make strength yeah, if you're doing 30 reps and geez. you know like
0: don't be soft <laughs> I mean, that's pretty much it
3: yeah, i want to yeah. see you fail at 6 yeah all right but that's another story
1: <laughs> so basically physical therapists are strength coaches and rob you could be a physical therapist
3: uh, no, i no strength <laughs> so, yeah with you know a medical background and just again just the little difference in Understanding understanding
1: pain, understanding diagnosis, physical therapy therapists are able to do that. Um, That is how we, or why we kind of made the transition to the doctoral degree to be first, um, you know, providers initially um so that you can you can bypass your medical profi- your your physician you can come see a, a physical therapist to diagnose your orthopedic injuries and help guide you through the medical system so that um you know we we can save you some time we can save you some money so um, physical therapists have the skills and the knowledge to be able to do that All right. get pt first get pt first all right, guys, thanks again for listening. If you have any questions about that episode or you want to suggest a, um, another episode, please email me at jherting at thetrainingroompt.com. Um, please also continue to spread the word um, because we would love to continue to get some of our thoughts and feelings out there to to more, more people. Um, so, again, thanks for listening, guys. Until next time. Muscle, right? Yeah. So you would have to think that he has a solid foundation of solid, you know, bony um configuration to support that muscle mass if he's going through puberty and is a body type where he's just going to put on load yeah. his to me the bones through wolf's law and adapting to the stress put on them they've been able to grow and adapt to that They're already matured. yeah yeah makes sense Cool. So if you guys have any questions regarding weight training and youth athletes, um, please feel free to shoot us a line at jherting at thetrainingroompt.com. Um, please also spread the word so we can continue to get our message out there if you guys are liking what we're putting out. Um, and until next time, guys, um, we look forward to having you listen again. Thanks a lot. Bye.